Did Amber have a contract for Aquaman 1? Yes. How much was she paid for Aquaman 1? Aquaman 1, she was paid $2 million. Okay. And did that same contract uh, provide for if she was in Aquaman 2? I'm sorry. I apologize. Aquaman 1, I believe she got $1 million. Aquaman 2, she was supposed to get $2 million. I apologize. The numbers, there were a lot of numbers in that one contract. So Aquaman 1, it was $1 million. Aquaman 2, it was going to be $2 million. Now, based on your experience uh, and knowledge in the industry, how much would Amber Heard have been able to negotiate uh, her contract but for the Depp Waldman statements? For Aquaman 2, I'm asking. Right. Well, as you can see from Mr. Momo's contract that went up exponentially, up to $15 million. Uh, Ms. Heard, I don't know if she would have gotten $15 million for the movie, but she certainly could have increased it by $1 or $2 million or even doubled it. So if it was two, it could have been four or even five or six, depending on the enthusiasm if it had just rolled from Aquaman 1 to Aquaman 2 without any of this negativity that was created by the Waldman, the Jeff Waldman statements. And we've heard from Mr. Banya. Uh, did you review Mr. Banya's Q-score analysis regarding the comparables you used? Yes, I did. And what, if any, opinions have you formed in reviewing Mr. Banya's analysis regarding the comparables you selected? So Mr. Banya looked at calendar years to assess so what happened in December of, you know, 2017 or 18 or 19, what happened in June, what happened in a very specific time frame, which works on some statistical analysis, but when you're talking about actors and their relationships to Q scores, Q scores are related to the actor's viability in the consumer's mind, if you will, how well known or how much they're coming up in conversation. And so Mr. Banny did not look at time periods of the actors that I compared them with to the film when it came out. So like right after the success of their big film, what was their Q score? But moreover, he just looked at them in a year range. So it doesn't coincide from actor to actor just because you look at it over time. You have to look at it specifically after each of those individuals box office success with a particular film, you look at the Q score higher low during that, and then you look at how low it drops, say a couple months afterwards, and then if it comes back up, if they have another film or another event that brings them into the the, the, the limelight again. So it's not about time, it's a, a related to a specific activity or event, and he did not do that. What did your comparison show in terms of films that those actors had been in since their breakout roles? I'm talking about the comparables. In terms of their, I'm, I'm not quite sure I understand. Uh, well, what what happened with these other actors after they had their stars oh, unrelated born to moment. Q scores? Were, right, right, right. Oh, okay, sorry. So all those actors' careers, the ones I mentioned, they all either were a steady rise or even a meteoric rise in in terms of where their career went after their stars born moment. Then they got some other good films, and maybe they got another film that performed extremely well. So it was a range, but they all were on an upward trajectory without a doubt. And what does this mean for Amber? With a reason, I mean, the way that the, the, the kind of industry works is usually unless there is an, a force majeure or some really negative event, her career should have followed that same upward swing in, in about the same time frame, give or take six months to a year. But you, it would be very reasonable to to believe that her career would have been on an upward trajectory within the range 
of those other actors. So over the course of five years, it's very reasonable to consider that she would have been in at least one film a year at a minimum of $4 million because that's what her precedent would have been had she renegotiated. And it's important to note that in her, in her Justice League contract, had there, if there is a Aquaman 3, her price is set at $4 million. So it's very reasonable to assume and to believe that if she did a film a year for five years at a minimum of $4 million a year without any negotiation, which probably would have happened, but let's just say that baseline, that would be another $20 million over that time frame. So combining all of these opinions and calculations that you've had, what, if any, range are the losses you are estimating for Amber Heard but for the Deb Waldman statements? Right. So, again, it's really important that, that I looked at, and, and hopefully you understand this, that it's over time, right? So let's just say a minimum of five years that we're going to talk about these losses, and it could be more, but at minimum, if you look at the film, the television, and the endorsement contracts, it's very likely that Ms. Hurd should have earned between 45 and $50 million over that time period. 